you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Going to the hurry up offense. Hi and hello football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's all day breakfast. Now more choices. Go get you some. Put it in your belly. Morning, noon or night. It's always a good choice. And uh, we have chosen to be joined in Studio 66 and they have answered the call and we are better for it. Matt Harmon fantasy guru and beyond and Cynthia Freeland, our analytics expert and our emerging pal here and a prime candidate as are you, Matt Harmon, for the coveted Shecky Award, our favorite non-football playing guest, one of many Shecky Awards that will be handed out at the end of December. In the meantime, we have a lot to get to here in Studio 66 as we get you ready for Week 13. Hello, Cynthia Freeland. Hello. I'll start with you in the breaking news here. You're reading about it. As we are recording, we are learning that Rob Gronkowski is being shelved temporarily, and it's not exactly clear how long. What can you tell us, Freeland? Reportedly undergo back surgery for a herniated disc. Eight weeks is the what the initial what we're hearing right now as we're taping this podcast. It's eight weeks herniated disc surgery. Boy, oh boy! I mean, this is I I, I said this within the last uh, week, and I have said it for the last three years. As a matter of fact, that I have the Jenga theory. The Jenga theory being in the NFL that every team in the 21st century is going to lose some pieces. They are going to be removed from the Jenga tower. But if you remove the wrong piece, the entire thing implodes. Now, we don't apply it to quarterbacks because, you know, any good team has a good quarterback and the whole team gets, the whole thing gets scuttled if you take that away. But among non-QBs, to me, Rob Gronkowski is the most important Jenga piece. Ergo, I now say the AFC is wide open. This is this is wild. And, you know, I mean, Tom Brady has a bad knee. He's a 39-year-old man. The defense isn't very good. Let's start with you here, Cynthia. What can uh, react as best you can right now? I'm thinking Josh McDaniels is like, all right, here's my interview. This is how I'm going to show any other mm. team that potentially needs a head coach. I'm going to lose my Jenga piece, the bottom one, right on the, you know, the outside one that you just, you're like, why would you take that one first? What, what an idiot. But that's, that's what he's going to show you. He's going to show you this right here. You know, you can put aside the past and 
Josh McDaniels is showing you this is his audition to become a head coach. Well, and I always – the other the other thing here is this is going to – now Gronk is already in his relatively young career, has already missed 18 games from injury. This is now another little theory of mine is the Earl – or not theory, this is a fact, is the Earl Cand- Campbell syndrome, which is to say the bigger guy, you always think, well, he's inflicting damage on his foes. But in fact – when it takes that much to get a guy to the ground, he's ultimately the one who suffers the most attrition and hap- and it seems to happen more quickly than it does to other players. Rob Gronkowski, man, this is not a uh, this is a recurring issue for him is getting banged around and uh, and not good news for the 2016 Patriots. It's the uh, the burn fast but burn out quick mm-hmm. sort of uh, sort of thing with Gronk right now. But I I don't know. The question with the Patriots is are they going to have other players step up and uh, emerge as the threats there? I mean they've they've had Malcolm Mitchell start to come on and you know I like Malcolm Mitchell so I, I think that do. I think that that's that's going to be exciting for his prospects. They do have a pretty solid running game with LeGarrette Blunt there and I think you know he can obviously take some of the pressure well, off. Well, listen, I hate to play cynic on that, but a okay. big a big part of that running game is Rob Gronkowski and Marty Bennett and True. the fact that you constantly have the defense on its heels because when they go two tight ends, you don't know if those two tight ends are going to attack you down the middle or if they're going to run block for you. I think this legitimately puts a dent into their running game too. I think it, it might. Uh, the you know Of course, with the Patriots, you can never really stack the box too much. You know mm-hmm. They still have Brady back there. They still have other players. I mean, you, you mentioned the AFC is wide open. I, I tend to agree with you because outside of the offense, the, the defense has not played well, especially their pass defense has been weak. So I think they can be challenged by other teams, and I think the Raiders are looking sitting well, pretty they, well. I mean, they did, they did add Marty Bennett, and that's now a major piece for them because if you recall the AFC title game in Denver last year, when, when they were up against Against it, nothing was working for them. The one thing that they did have was 87, and uh, and Brady recognized that and just was trying to feed the ball as much as he could, and they almost survived as a result. If they don't have that, though, who is that? I mean, Freeman. Matt Lengel. I just looked it up on our lads to know who the next tight end would be. <laughs> what do you think, though? I mean, so are the Patriots as of now? I don't know if you had them before this news. If you still had the Patriots as I the did. best bet to get to the Super Bowl, who now is? Well, you know, it'll the AFC West, it's to me it's like who's coming out of the AFC West because mm-hmm. Oakland Raiders look great, but we have some questions about their defense. And if they can get that defense to kind of do what they're – I mean, Khalil Mack has come on really strong, but the cornerbacks, David Amerson didn't play last week, and we saw a lot of vulnerability in those cornerbacks when you didn't have the best one when he was out. So that's the concern there. You know, the Broncos looked – we saw some some ways that they could be beat as well. And now the Chiefs, but then they lost to Tampa. It's a very confounding AFC yeah. West. But I think that's where you might see your AFC. That's it. Well, and, you know, AFC again, with that Kansas City defense, and I know in 2015 that they went up to Foxborough and, and couldn't get over and the Andy Reid forever two-minute drill yep. and all that. But if D Ford and Justin Houston are right, you saw what they did a mile high. Oh, yeah. You know, that offensive line in in uh, in New England ain't much better than what, uh, what Denver's got going there. I think that's a mismatch, too. So interesting stuff, and we'll try to make sense of it for you as we press forward. Now to continue with the hurry up, on, on the other side, of things a perennial favorite to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC the Green Bay Packers all of a sudden behind Cynthia Freeland's uh, Detroit Lions big victory up in Detroit on uh, Thanksgiving Day however as I've said all season long I think I've been pretty consistent about this 
Settle down, everybody. This is one of the dumbest controversies I've ever heard that Aaron Rodgers isn't good anymore. Oh, yeah. Everybody who jumped in at the end of September, I don't know. Oh, he's, his best days are behind him. Blah, blah, blah. All this nonsense. He's still the best in the business in my book. He's still the best I've ever seen. But it leads me to this. You know, you always Wait, hear about— Aaron Rodgers is the best you've ever seen. The best quarterback I've ever seen, Freeland. You're, you're, you're not, like, historically or right now? The best I've ever seen. Ever. The best quarterback I've ever watched play football. You with think his, he's better than Tom Brady? I think so I, 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 it's two different things. Think he's I, better the than greatest of all time. The greatest of all time, definitely that. Greatest of all time yeah, is Tom Brady. Here. <laughs> the pelts on the wall, you can't argue with Tom Brady, his deeds. But visually, just, a, just watching a guy play, Aaron Rodgers can do more and do it better than anybody I've ever seen. If I can side with Dave here, I think what, he, what he's saying is, yeah, that he's not necessarily maybe not the greatest quarterback ever to play, but just watching him, like I probably say, wow, watching Aaron Rodgers more than I say, wow, watching Tom. What Brady. doesn't he do well? What 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 is the flaw in his game? He doesn't get rid of it as quickly as Tom Brady or Peyton or Drew Brees. Maybe that's the knock on him. But Otherwise, that's part what- of what makes him good. Not getting like right. just, you know, but, not- but right, but he makes up for it by his ability to extend plays in, exactly. in a way that none of those guys can. And when he spins out, when he's got pressure on him, when he spins out and does that long loop in the backfield and uh, and comes out at full speed on the other side, that's devastating. I know he's not the runner that Mike Vick is or was, but he's one of the greatest functional scramblers I've ever seen. Great out of the pocket on the move, slinging the ball out of the pocket, and he had the flick. Of- I would now we're getting down the rabbit hole. Okay, but, but here's my here's my one argument. And I'm not arguing that he's not elite because he's absolutely right up there. Greatest all time is a very hard thing because that it, there's a lot of different ways that you can measure it. My only thing is if you were to ask all 52 of Tom Brady's teammates or however many he's had over the year, like, do they want to play their hardest for him? They'd be like, heck yeah, I'm all in for TB12. I hear if you that. were to ask all of Aaron Rodgers' co- teammates from this, and let's just sure. say when he started – I don't think you'd get that same response and there with him every day and seeing that like those practices and the things that go into making a team really great. So that's my only like I've never heard of all you. of his teammates like he can do 16,000 UGG commercials. I don't even care. He's the man, you know, like the, and that you just don't see that kind of rallying yeah. around Aaron Rodgers. I think it's probably a different Touché. discussion. I mean, there are plenty of guys I like. I I love. I think they're great at their job here, but I don't want to hang out. Another side. I mean, come on. Geez. I'm sitting right next to you, Harmon. <laughs> All right, we've, we've I'm going to give it so to I'm you first, that. Pat Harmon. You hear a lot of talk in the world about uh, the figurative ten foot pole. I wouldn't this touch is... that crazy statement with a ten foot pole. Of course, here in Studio 66, we have the literal ten foot pole. And today's question is: The Packers now on the strength of. Aaron Rodgers starting to turn it around here a little bit. Can they, in fact, win out and steal that division and get to January? Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole? Well, let's just look at their schedule okay. as I'm holding this thing. They got the Texans at home. The big one is next Sunday. Seahawks at home. That's the big one. It is at home. That's kind of nice. Then they go on the road to face the Bears. They get the Vikings back at home, and then they get the Lions in Week 17 in Detroit. And Week 17 is the weird week, though, where abs- you could they could both potentially – I mean – theoretically be both be in and just play for home field yeah I think that could be like the division winning game like whoever could be that's the win win and get in game I am I was feeling really awkward holding this thing right now but I am oh, not it's easy I, to shoot your mouth off about a figurative 10 foot pole but I, the literal one is a little weightier isn't it I, I'm, gonna, it's a I'm not weightier. I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole I, I don't I think you don't think the pack's gonna do it no I don't I think I think, there, I think is there is a more likely chance that they don't do it than they do it I'm 100% with you, and I actually 
I don't even think they end up. I think they're nice number three. I still think the Vikings pull it off. I think wow. the Vikings are the line. I know. It seems crazy. But Vikings. let's go back and talk about quality wins versus, like, I, I am not saying it's not Aaron Rodgers playing well because he has played very well, especially the past few weeks. And even those losses, like Atlanta, uh, those weren't on him. Mm-hmm. But that defense, the, what? It's atrocious. The corner, there's the, the, they're all gone. Right. They're all hurt. So we can't just overestimate the offense and Aaron Rodgers' ability to just find ways to make things happen. You've also got the other side of the ball to con- to consider. And for me, that's where they're, they're not doing any – there's nothing that's – I mean, unless somehow some everyone gets like – off of IR and like some miracle. I don't know something we've never seen happen before. Well, I, the one I'm circling again, I say again, is the Seattle game. If they can, if they can and Minnesota take care of, too, and Minnesota mm, too. Even I, though it's at home in Lambeau, I know. Yeah, that's just. I mean, I, I, I think the I think the magic is gone out of the Twin Cities. They they. Uh, did everything they could to wring whatever they could out of that. No wall, way. But... Xavier Rose is back. He's do- yeah, I mean, right. we, we got some good things going on that there, is, too. But that's the, like, the worst. Their front seven's really good. Like, like their the worst running really running game in NFL history, isn't it? Or like on a yards per carry basis. I mean, that one guy that and could make sit, a big difference could yeah. be coming Sid back. Freeland's Lions atop the uh, NFC. Now, that's the one I actually – like, <laughs> I would actually say it won't be the Lions more than I'd say that it will be the Lions. I have, I have very little – All right, let's start the show. Yes, hi and hello, and welcome to the DDFP once again, and still presented by McDonald's. Sorry, I cut you off there, uh, Freeland, but Emma VP was cracking the whip behind the glass. Whatever Emma VP says, start the show. Start the show. She's a taskmaster back there. As she should be. Have you met us? We could talk forever. True, true. We have you too. We have our red challenge flag picks for Week 13 coming up for you. We have a full menu of games crafted once again by Emma VP. We've got a lot to discuss here including, uh, well, there are a lot of big games, so I'm not going to run through them now for you. In the meantime, I do want to let you know that Cynthia Freeland, make sure you're checking her out on Thursday night football, on game day morning. Ooh, Dave is going to make an appearance on uh, game day morning uh, doing a little essay about uh, a couple of quarterbacks uh, hooking up uh, in Heinz Field. I'm not going to say any more. I'm not going to tell you who who I'm talking about, though. Thank you, but yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I, you don't know who the quarterbacks that are going to be in Heinz Field I'm talking about. It might be Landry Jones. You don't know who I could be talking probably, about. Probably. FD Landry Lefty Jones. may get out there. Uh, Jared Lorenzen. You don't know. You know, I, I put together some special stats for you just on, on the defenses in this case, just because I thought that'd be Ooh la kind of a la. cool way to look at it. All right, and we also are going to do – we have some uh, big stories that we have to get to as well here, including Tyreek Hill, Willie Sneed, and uh, like I say, that matchup in Heinz Field. In the meantime, though, something we do uh, pretty much every week here in season, it's really caught on like wildfire, and now even some NFL players are getting into it. Pseudo, it's dad jokes, and Mm. dad jokes are, of course, we started doing it because between me – Matt Money-Smith, who now had to leave Studio 66 to go and kibitz about the Gronk news here. Um, so he's not with us, and Handsome Hank is off traveling uh, the football planet, so he's not here. So I'll have to do some of the heavy lifting here. But, Harmon, if, I know you're not a dad. and uh, a dog sin- dad. Oh, that yeah, that's that's gross. I that, know that. I know that bothers you. That's why. I well, it bothers all human beings. That's who, who, not true. Who have actual human children. Mm, those are overrated. Dog dad, people are creepy who do that. That's not attractive. Just although, that, although that's, I think, I, that, I don't, I I don't think that the job title of stay-at-home pet parent is a great one, though. 
So like I, yeah, like I, guess, I, I guess Freeland, so, speak on behalf of all women out there on the face of the earth. And Emma VP, you can weigh in too. Is it creepy for a, if you meet a single guy and he's telling you like, yeah, my, my uh, yeah, my little dog is my baby. Isn't that creepy? Can I just say I, that it, can, I, before you guys? You kind of just is, did no, say that, that, but yeah, that's for the bit here. If I was actually out trying to meet a, a woman, I would. I got to get home, my little. He's my little baby. I would not. I would not it say. Totally I would not. On how you bring it up? Yeah, I would not. If I would, I mean, I, would, I always bring up the dog, but I would not be like my little baby here. That's weird. It's yeah. definitely weird. But I'm, like, if you saw him like walking his dog to, a, a, like a, a maybe a doggy food truck, and he was like, "Hey, I'm bringing my." Like it's got to do my parent duties, like as a joke, and like made it kind of witty. Then it works. I don't know. All right, it's off-putting to me, but who am I? <laughs> well, You're not trying to. Too impress bad. Me. I'm not trying to impress you. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's, that, that's fine by me. All right. So let's get to it. Dad jokes, and uh, like I say, Justin Tucker, kicker of the uh, of the Baltimore Ravens, told a pseudo dad joke at the podium after the game last Sunday. Let's hear it. You guys smell that? It smells like up dog. What's up, dog? Nothing much, man. So do you. All right. Let's get started. He was very pleased with that, as you could uh, plainly hear. Very that. pleased with that. I so. wonder how far in advance he thought of that. And he's like, we're going to say it. We're going to say it. You, you know, know that's from The it. Office, right? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I did get that one. Um, okay. So, Emma VP, we, uh, as usual, you can send them along here, Czech Republic, if you'd like to. Hashtag dad jokes, and uh, we'll choose the best. Emma VP has made her selections for the best this week. Let's read through a couple of those. Merle sends along. A dime, a nickel, and a penny are crossing a bridge. The nickel and penny fall off. Why not the dime? Well, it had more sense. It had more sense. Very nice, Freeland. Very nice. And well done by you there, Merle, as well. Dan Moe sends along. Have you, uh, uh, how, how have you overlooked the best dad joke of all time? Did you hear about our camping trip? It was intense. <laughs> Very cute. You like that one, Emma VP. You're laughing about that one. <laughs> my, uh, this my guy's pandering to you. Respect for you yeah, has right. now dropped off a little, Emma VP, after you laugh at that one. Glenn uh, Emerges says, uh, what are the two strongest days? The answer is Saturday and Sunday. The rest are week days. Mm. Cute, cute. Hey, you know what? As this uh, grows uh, beyond uh, Studio 66, others here at NFL Media are getting in on the act, including from Fantasy and Friends, beloved producer Dick Isakow. How are you, Dick? I'm living the dream. Clearly. I have a day off uh, from working on Fantasy and Friends, so I'm. Uh, it's a good day. Yeah, oh. well, you've crafted uh, a shot. dad joke you're proud of. We'll be the judge of uh, so, its quality. So here. I'm actually working on a book with my son, four-year-old. We decided last week we're going to write a book of dad jokes because they feature jokes like these. What do you call a good-looking fox? What do you call a good-looking fox? A fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> what, 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 That's a good one because you're like, fox. What, yeah, what did the goat think of the fox joke? I don't know. Meh. <laughs> I like that one too. <laughs> did, well, did the horse like the goat joke? Nay, nay, nay. Right. nay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Dick is a cow. Has done it. Good job. JD, the director, you have one as well, don't you? How did the moon cut its hair? How did the moon cut its hair? Eclipse it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's pretty. That's quality. 
Cynthia Harmon, do you have one you'd like to drop on us? I did meet Cynthia Freeland's father uh, at the, here uh, at the Nerve Center of the NFL last week. You and your her, he and uh, your lovely mother. Yeah, my mom has probably more dad jokes than my dad now because yeah. my mom like has been really trying to get them in here. So I'll, next week I'll bring you back one from her. Okay, I have I, I have one for you. I try to keep them uh, pro football centric when I can. Here's my joke uh, for this week. Which NFL team does Mike Pence fear most using the men's room? This, 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 is, well. this isn't really a dad joke. It's just a bad pun. It, and that's really we've extended beyond just the dad jokes. But anyway, which NFL team does Mike Pence fear most using the men's room? Please tell us, Dave. The Bengals. <laughs> get it? I, I get it. It's like a kind I, of like an it. opposite of a Bruce Jenner kind of a right. interesting. That's right. I have I have a dad joke. Can I tell it? Oh, I actually yeah. have one. This time. Okay. All right. Did you guys hear about? Did the- you like Ben Gals Emma VP? No, <laughs> you didn't like that one. It's not, not your jam. It's not my jam. Oh, that's rude. Who's, who says it's not my jam? Who's that was that? Uh, Tara Deeker from uh, High Off Five. Anyway, classic. Go ahead. Classic Deeker. Um, did you hear about the three holes in the ground? Well, well, well. Oh. Good one. Oh, what is that music? Now MVP likes that one, though. That one's okay. Ben Gal had had some edge to it. You I don't really, like you don't well, like. Well, well, well was really good, I got to say. That was Bartlett who played that Debbie Downer music. I like that one. Ben That's, Gal. Well, you're the one I'm trying to impress, Emma. Don't you get it? it? Please. But good work. I don't think Emma got that one. Ben Gal. I get it, they, They're former. If you have to keep explaining the joke right. after That's someone else has already told joke. the joke, we're, we're, we're moving past it. Here. I got it. Yep. I got it. My name's I don't, on the show. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I need this kind of three. All right, let's uh, let's. Oh, one more thing before we jump into who we're loving this week, uh, go, coming into week thirteen. Here is update on football, baby. The the uh, travels continue. Feel free and and uh, nay, we encourage you to bring him along to your next football venture. There, you can go to um, Twitter at Damashek. And pinned to the top of my account there is Football Baby. Football Baby. He was all over the place last weekend. He went to the Grey Cup. He went to Australia. He speaks French? Yeah. I mean, that's wow. it. it's terrific. Uh, yeah, he was in uh, Baltimore. He was in New Jersey. He was everywhere that football was being played and beyond. Like I say, to, uh, to either print out the PDF or just hold it up on your cell phone there. It's like Flat Stanley for the 21st century, his uh, passport across the football planet, continues to get stamped all over the place. He's been in the U.K. How many continents has he been in then? He's been in at least three, right? He's been in Australia, which counts as its own continent. It's a well-traveled I don't think we talk about that enough. Why does Australia get its own? It's not just a country, so but it's Antarctica. also a continent. I oh. I I think it's uh, I think it's good. I met one of our our Fantasy Live podcast listeners, which you can find at nfl dot com oh. pod, slash podcast. Oh, I didn't or, uh, or iTunes. Didn't uh, you can find that there. Uh, and we met one of our podcast listeners that's from Australia, so I stand up for the uh, country of Australia. Anywho, or football continent. baby, take him along to the games in week thirteen. Let's jump into it now. And Cynthia, I'll start with you. It's time for who are you loving? Who are you loving going into week thirteen, Freeland? I'm a loving Tyreek Hill. I always love a good sleeper. Hmm. And I think – you don't like that one? No, no. Oh, just... it was a very pensive hmm. – I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Got it. Well, they're playing the Falcons, who are missing Desmond Trufant, their cornerback, which could be good for 
could be good for Tyreek Hill, who seems to be taking over the number one duties with the injured Jeremy Macklin. When is Macklin's return? I, mean, I know I he's back at practice. It, it could he, be this week. Does that dent from a fantasy perspective? Is is uh, or does that create any concern for you, or uh, or is it uh, not as easy? I don't know about Cynthia, but for me, what makes it a little easier to deal with is that he's kind of like a manufactured touch player anyways. Like right. They're looking for ways to get him the yep. ball, not just in a traditional number one sense, but you know he might play only about two-thirds of the snaps, but when he's on the field, they're looking at Right. Target. He averages four receptions off five targets, which, a game. I kind right? of feel so. like he already has trumped what they wanted Tavon Austin to be in L.A. I feel like this is what Tyreek uh, you know, is, let's look is at that doing already. Thing, look at the difference in investment. And he's more there. rugged, obviously. He's well, a thicker they, guy. They, they, they were, there's some character concerns that they had about right. Tyreek Hill, and he seems to have Charlie. really earned yeah. their respect. And they, I, you know, the people that I know at the Chiefs really, they, they really love him. They think he's great, great teammate, like great, you know, they, they think he's doing a great job and working his butt off. So, so oftentimes you see people get rewarded in those situations, and you've seen that. I mean, he's catching 80% of the balls that are thrown his way. People are going to throw you more balls if you keep doing that. Andy well, Reid loves a good redemption story. I'll tell you Andy this. Andy Reid also loves a good, like, here's my game plan. Let's yeah. just, like, this is what it is, and he seems to be in it. So you should True. be. We had a great uh, show this Tuesday with uh, Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew. I encourage you, Nate Demand, you go and dig that one up. In lieu of that, though, I will say what I already said um, on that show. Keep in mind, that Chiefs victory, and we can bellyache. I, you know, I'm all for Kubiak going for it, especially – given the position of the Broncos in 2016, which is that they are the reigning champs. Be aggressive. This is the time for such moves as that. But either way, it obscured the great uh, performance by the Chiefs going into a tough spot there. And as a reminder, like we say, Jeremy Macklin wasn't out there. D. Ford wasn't out there. And Jamal Charles may or may not be back in time for the postseason. This is the team to be to be nervous about. AFC. They're also missing Jay Howard, who mm-hmm. is very good at stopping the run, which he doesn't get as much. He's not in as sexy of a position, so you don't hear like you don't hear about his stats or his name. But he's also one that they did they were without, and that True. run game is a really important balancing. I mean, with Houston back, Andy Ford, and. Also, getting Jay Howard back, then you're right. you're having a good. And the other thing is, the vapid cynic will always point to Alex Smith. He can't get it done. That's the problem for this team, and maybe so. But I will point to three games that disprove that. One, his performance in Indianapolis two years ago in the wild card round when the defense failed him when he had a great offensive performance. Two, the game he played against New Orleans in San Francisco several years ago and uh, and was nails in that one and pulling that one out. And then the following week. They played the Giants, and they essentially had the Giants beaten were it not for Kyle Williams fumbling twice. Then he would have been a Super Bowl quarterback. So the narrative that he wasn't good enough to get a team to the Super Bowl would no longer exist. Alex Smith is asked, does what he's asked to do. Sometimes when you like go back and you try to see what they called, it can be a bit of a vanilla playbook. Mm-hmm. So if you – it's I don't I, like it's a little chicken, little egg to be like Alex Smith yeah. or – you know, it's it's really hard to kind of assign who he's done what's been asked of him. Well, and, but they're, and the, they're adjusting the other thing what is, they're asking of him to to suit his. Just talents, think about but. this. Think about if they do have Jamal Charles, and then they do have a low end number one option in Jeremy Macklin, and then they have a high end tight end in Travis Kelsey. Then you have this crazy X factor Percy Harvin guy in Tyree Kill running around as well. That's a scary offense all of a sudden, and the defense is mighty. Hey, uh, come on in here. We have a new yes. a new. Uh, Member of the Czech Republic in the DDFP. Yay. It's Eddie. Eddie Thank Spaghetti you so much. 
Although earlier, great, thank you. I saw him bringing in some refreshments. Oh, he, beautiful! Eddie Spaghetti is from New York, and I. How do you know fine. exactly what I wanted? Thank you. He also has. Uh, he had a Rangers hat on today, and I don't care for New York Rangers, like Texas Rangers. Is he from, I can forgive. Is he from? He's from New York, but that doesn't mean I approve of him being a Blue Shirts fan. But one thing I will say, Freeland, you're a, an original six guy, uh, girl. I called you, almost called you a guy. You're you're a Detroit uh, Wings fan. Yep. One thing I one emotion that the blue shirts don't evoke in me is fear. I don't fear them. I laugh at them. They're gum on my shoe. So, so like, you know, he's just showing you that he's, he's tough. Cheers who he wants. I pity him. Is who I I, I pity he, that that's the, that's as good as he can do. Same thing as uh, even worse would be to be a Capitals fan. I I, I laugh at them as well. Now that's the Flyers and Islanders and Devils. Now they I they they I have mixed feelings about them. Some of them interesting, hateful. I, hateful. Oh, I hate the Flyers. I I always say. Like the, what do you think about the Sabers? Well, 32, 32 uh, football fan bases hit me up on Twitter and otherwise to let me know that I'm a hater and I hate their team. Even Steelers fans will do that sometimes. Oh. Steelers fans think sometimes that you're a they hater? think. Let's, yeah, but out it. of context, That's they me. think I'm. A, ever, I've been accused of being a hater of literally every team. That's I have funny. no part emotion. Of the, part of the job. I have one emotion. I, I'm emotional about one football team. That's the Steelers. I don't have any real hatred for any other NFL team. I do hate the Philadelphia Flyers, though. Mm. I do, hate I, the fl- and I hate the Islanders. What about the Sabers? And who else? The Sabers, Buffalo. What are we? What are we doing? No, nah, Sabers. I just, I really like Jack Eichel, so I, I would be I like sad him. if you did. I like him Sabers. Too. He's fun to watch. I am loving to let you know. I am loving the Eli and Big Ben showdown in Heinz Field. Are you? I know you're loving something to do with the Steelers. I know. Well, okay. no, no, no. I <laughs> because I do like to circle this. I love uh, you know I love Super Bowl history. For me, the NFL turns on. I like the AFL, and I'm uh, fascinated by what was going on in the '60s. But you know, it really my my breadth of knowledge, I uh, immodestly will say, starts in uh, in you know in in the Super Bowl era. And you know, I think it's weird that everybody. No one wants to be called, want to be accused of recency bias, and they want to be uh, icy, they have some distance from everything before they declare those things. And then it ends up favoring, over-favoring guys that have been retired for 20 years. And, hmm. you know, people say, well, Eli and Big Ben, or they, yeah, they have four rings, but they had great defenses. And as you will hear me say on game day morning this Sunday, you know who else had great defenses when they won the Super Bowl? Every other quarterback who won the Super Bowl, save a couple of examples in a half century of evidence. I mean, the, the, yes, yeah, you generally have a good defense when you win the Super Bowl. So it's hokum when people hold that. Well, Eli didn't. He was just a pass. Was he a passenger when he threw a touchdown pass with 35 seconds yeah, I left? Think that's was Big Ben when he drove uh, them down the field in two minutes with Santonio San Holmes? Was that was he a passenger on, the, on, on that journey? It's I would have liked, liked to be a passenger on that journey. By the way, they're both going to the Hall of Fame. And so too is Phil Rivers, and I and your agreement is not necessary. <laughs> Can it's I pull happened. out my stat for you now? Please. Okay, so last four weeks, so weeks nine through twelve, Steelers and Giants defenses tied for the third fewest points per game. They're tied in a number of ways. They're tied only allowing eighteen points per game, right? Sixteen sacks, uh, four interceptions, and seven touchdowns allowed. All the same past four really? weeks. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Fascinating. Well, fascinating. we're going to pick that one in just a second. I was about Fine. to say, who do you think's going to have? No, I loved it, <laughs> but you know what? I'll be honest with you. I'll pull back. See, this is why everybody behind the glass, Emma VP and Ryan Bartlett, you can't talk to me in my ear. Just say it on the show. When you talk to me, then I that made me seem rude to Cynthia because you were talking in my ear while she was giving that stat, and I had, I'm a pro. 
You see, I'm a pros pro, and that's why I faked like, oh, that was really interesting. Is- I have no idea what Cynthia just said, but she'll bring it back up later. I'll bring it back this up this later. is hugely listen- professional right now. Well, that you know what? This I blame the people behind the glass. Everything's gone Never- to pot since Eddie Spaghetti made the scene. Now that's Everything a good was point. going great, and then all now, of a sudden Eddie Spaghetti walks point. in the door, and it's gone downhill. <laughs> now that's a fair point. She doesn't respect Talk- you. It's just like when it's just you know what it's like when Rick Nash made it to the blue shirts. Everything's gone down. It seemed like a good addition at the time, but it has not worked out, has it? No, Eddie Spaghetti. It has. Is Eddie Spaghetti old enough to know that one? Well, no. Yeah, Rick Nash is on the blue shirts. <laughs> I don't like these ageist jokes you're making. I just Eddie Mio. Jokes. The only thing I like about the Rangers is that they had a goalie named Eddie Mio, which is a great name. That is and a nice name. The better name in Rangers history is Rujo uh, Rajo Rutsalainen. Razio roots a line. Don't give me a delay of game. All right, let's get to it. It's time for the Red Challenge Flag Picks. Red Challenge Flag Picks. Ooh, look at this. Emma VP, our waiter today. Hello, Emma VP. It's making me hungry. Oh, boy. A pleasure to see you. This is a fun one. Ooh, it's Sheck's homer homer run. I, I mean, this charge of me being a homer is outrageous. Do you I've, think I'm a homer, Harmon? Yes, you're a homer. Come Do you on. think that, Cynthia? Because not only are you yeah. a, not only are you a but homer, in a but, good way. I mean, it, you're honest about it. Yeah, I mean, you're fine. You own no, it. I, yeah. I, I was going to say he's it. not owning it right now. No, but, I don't own it. I root for a team. That doesn't make me a homer. You root for if a team. I couldn't see clearly as a result of my rooting interest, that would make me a homer. I disagree. But, I think that all part of being a homer is is all the emotions that go into it, and you you display the classic negative emotions of a homer too. That you right. are always. In fear, you you're constantly. I have in that fear. too. I live in. Fe- I I constantly think. That See, you guys got to get woke like me. I got no emotional attachments to this thing. That's a weird Come way on, to operate. Player. I don't. I don't understand people who work in pro football who don't care about a pro football team. That to me, I care about my, the whole. That to me about, is weird. I care about all of all the children equally. You well, know, but I you get have, it. Like, but every it, year, you kind of have some teams that you oh, like. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So you like the Lions. Well, me right for sure. You like you kind of like your you like I like the But Rangers. that's my connection. But you know it, it's it, the irony to me the sad irony for me is when when a fan tells me from a, a fan of another team says you're such a homer, you're a hate or whatever. Listen, I am you. I am I'm watching my team. I am invested in I this team. You. you do not connect with that that of course the way you feel about your team probably is uh, in line with how I feel about my team and the emotions that People we People are short-sighted. Through. They're weird. All right, let's get to it checks homer run grill and by the way you can always read emma's great uh you should read nfl schedule menus at nfl.com is there a way to try oh nfl.com slash nfl menus is how you do it good one i'm I'm telling you a hundred percent of people who look at this rave on and on including cynthia freeland's uh, mother who said to me last week unironically said to me, oh, I always listen when Cynthia's on uh, your show, and the main reason I check it out is because uh, of Emma's menus. Look, she owns it. Like, what about about me? She's like, no, Emma's Emma's menus. (laughs) Emma's menus. You're somewhere in the power rank. That's kind of her. All right, Emma VP, lay it on us. Let's start it off with uh, Bills and Raiders as an appetizer. All right, we have our Bills versus Raiders peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Ditch your home plate in favor of stacking a box of our Khalil Max Sacker Jacks coated in Derek Caramel and Oakland Corn Cola Syrup. If you're lucky, you may even find a Lombardi prize inside. Note, if our bills get their molasses kicked, you're welcome to ask for our sunflower seating, though an impending strike three for Rex could be cause for a changeup. 
Excellent, excellent well work. Done. I, you know, I really meditated on this one. I could absolutely see the Bills doing it. Sammy Watkins back at practice. I like where this Bills team is headed, and I'm going to take the Raiders. I, 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 you know, this is unscientific, so this will bother you, Cynthia. But it doesn't bother me. I just feel like you know, when you're riding as high as the Raiders are. They, they kind of did have a little slip-up there in the third quarter against a game uh, Carolina team. I could see the Bills showing up and taking this one because mm-hmm. the Bills need it. The Raiders don't aren't, aren't desperate for this one, although now all of a sudden they have to have their sights on the number one seed. I don't know. I'm taking the Raiders by a whisker. I agree. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And, it, and, and same with the whisker, too. You know, yeah. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Sammy Watkins, if he's able to play, you know, there's – Yes, no, yes, no in terms of practicing. But if he's able to play, I think he's going to be pivotal in their ability to get the ball down the field, which isn't something that's been kind of questionable going forward or in the past. Mm -hmm. And going forward, he's their answer for that because he's excellent, Um, especially yards after the catch. He's great at that. So he makes Tyrod Taylor look amazing. You can run on the Raiders. You know what Tyrod Taylor does? He runs really well. So I do think that you're going to see the Bills have some success. I just think that the Raiders have a formula. They have a formula for winning. They have a formula for you know they're going to use the glove as an inspiration. They they they've got this. They've got the the juju going. You know, smell and- the glove, everybody. Eagles and Bengals are playing. Uh, you can read all of these, like I say, NFL.com slash uh, menus. Right? NFL menus or menus? MVP. NFL menus. NFL menus. Okay, let's get to it. The main events, the favorites. Let's talk about the uh, Giants and Steelers. All right, we have our Giants versus Steelers nachos. You've got to try our D'Angelo loaded nachos with tortilla chip shots covered in pico del gallo, retied beans, and a sprint of Eli Manning. Mm. Can't seem to find a certain second-year wideout on the board? You're not alone. Ask the counter for our secret menu to unlock our dangerous Sammy ghost pepper sauce. Oh, Emma VP. Very nice. That's All right, let's get to so it good. here. Let's do so this good. red challenge flag style. Matt Harmon, you merely need to say one of those two teams, Giants, Steelers, Choose. I'm going with Giants. Freeland? I don't have a... You, oh, you need a red flag? Throw it, sister. Throw it. Yeah! <laughs> Seven and company. Why so, Freeland? Well, when I looked at I told you I found that. So the the stat that you missed was that both of their defenses are tied in the, over the past four weeks, tied exactly at third fewest points per game allowed. That's 18 points per game each. 16 sacks, four interceptions, and four touchdowns allowed. Their defenses have been playing very similarly. And I think in your head when you think of when you've been imagining the Steelers, you think like, wow, you can beat their corners. You can beat them in the, in the air. You can do this. And when you think of, you know, you hear Odell Beckham say, we have a, we have a Super Bowl caliber defense, all of these things, and they've been getting better and healthier. You're right. But then when you look at the actual what's happened, and yes, they did play different people, so the quality is a bit different. But I think that the Steelers are coming together now in this, the time, right in the time when they need to be. And I think the Giants still have a bunch of questions. Their run game has been a question mark. And the ability to do that consistently will open up their pass game. And for me, those Steelers have that balance with Lev Bell and with Antonio Brown. Well, I think, you know, the inclination may be, I think a lot of Steelers fans would like to see the Steelers try to, or maybe they're just cynically falling back on, well, now we got to win every game in a shootout because our mm-hmm. defense can't hold, uh, can't hold up. But I think uh, what Todd Haley and company want to do going forward is feature 26 as much as they can and as short, they should and short games <laughs> I think idea. that's I think that's what they want to do going forward and by the way with the defense I mention it just about every week I'll mention it again watch number 91 Stefan to he is for real he's blowing up uh plays almost every week against whoever the does foe he is. do it to it 
Oh, oh let's hand that one over to Emma VP for next week. But yes, <laughs> the um, I, I like to it, and uh, Javon Hargrave is coming on a little bit too. He's so a good player. Even though Cam Hayward is uh, down and out for the year, the defensive front isn't bad. As long as Shazier is out there, they're not an atrocious defense because he is a difference maker Shazier out there. Shazier is a difference maker. Yeah, he's terrific. I'm going to take uh, the Steelers at home by a whisker, but I could shock. Actually, I mean, obviously. Shock. I pick against the Steelers plenty. One thing that is at stake, though, if the Steelers win out, I will hit on the 11-5 and five preseason prediction, which would make it five years in a row, where I have correctly predicted what the Steelers' record's going to well, be. Well, they're not going to win this game. I already told you that. All right. Do you have a reason <laughs> you'd like to offer up, or do you just want to be a, a creep? <laughs> but both. Uh, I don't know. I think that the Giants definitely – can win in a shootout against the Steelers. I, I think so. I, my my question with the Steelers, and frankly, I got I got questions about both these teams, whether they're like legit contenders, and I don't think that they are. I don't think the Steelers like they have two great offensive weapons, but they don't really have any other counterpunches unless Ladarius Green starts to emerge. I was about to say, I think end. that Ladarius Green could be a, a, a little X factor, but there. he has barely played though. But if, if he does come out, he's run a bunch of routes when he's actually been on the field and percentage wise. So if he does come out and have a breakout game I think that would be really I, I good will sign. say I do think Eli Rogers has proven to be a little bit of a weapon there F- like fine circumstantially fine. And, ju- and and Sammy Coates if he can come back with the hand he is what at month least is this, is this, well, I, I, is this I, you know September again you saw the in the early part of the season that when he gets singled up seven is going to throw it at him every time and the defenses are kind of helpless when you single him up with that kind of speed it's just a matter of if, if Coates is actually going to hold on to the ball when it when it goes to him big question all right one more with uh, Freeland because she's got to go talk about Gronk too here but it is her team and this is a fascinating ball game down in NOLA Lions and Saints. Tell us about it, waiter. All right, we have our Lions versus Saints cheeseburger. You're out of your mind if you don't take a swing at our Bolden-flavored Kobe beef burger with cheddar drew cheese served on a sesame sneed bun. Ah. Topped with Darius Slaw, this combo also this combo also comes with our golden tater tots, French quarter fries, and a one NFC North leader bottle of fizzling Nola Cola. Very nice. Nice. Very nice. Harmon. <laughs> oh, no. Freeland. Lions. Saints. Choose. Saints. Ooh. Go ahead, Harmon. You want to throw the red challenge flag? Throw it. I do not. You don't. All right, I'm with you. Uh, Harmon, uh, why are you going to stay with the Saints here? Well, I think that the Lions team is another team that I have a lot of questions about whether they are actually, you know, a division-winning sort of team. Uh, sorry, Cynthia, oh, but <laughs> I know you no real apologies needed. No, but I, I think that the the Lions defense, especially, has given up a really high passer rating when quarterbacks get the ball out of their hands quickly, and that's what Drew Brees does well. I think his average time to throw is two point three three, and that is the second highest among starting quarterbacks this year. Uh, so I think that it's a real bad matchup for you their mean second defense. lowest, second lowest, right, right, yeah. second, second best, best second, right, yes, yeah, correct. Just Thank, wanna, yeah. thank you. Appreciate appreciate that, mm-hmm. Cynthia. But yeah, I, he, he gets the ball out of his hands quickly. I think it's a bad matchup for their defense. Uh, and quite frankly, the the Saints defense deserves a little respect too. Yep, They've been like a do. league average defense of late. You know, not a great unit, but not which the is sort good of, enough. Right, which is good enough. Not the sort of everybody in the pool matchup in terms of fantasy matchups that you that you normally think of. Do we think though that nine times nine, these two number nine wearing QBs can equal eighty one total points in this game? I feel like there's going to be a lot of points on both sides here. So. 
actually thought this was kind of interesting. So past four weeks, Lions defense averaged 16 points per game given up. Hmm. Kind of confounding given their terrible passer rating <clears throat> against. So it's the second fewest over that time period, just in case you were wondering. New Orleans has averaged 33 points per game over that time. The other thing, the Saints defense, eight turnovers, and the Lions defense, four. But the Saints have turned the ball over on offense seven times. So I think it could be a sloppier game than we mm-hmm. when we might imagine um, the the Lions pass rush has gotten a bit better lately uh, and the Saints defense has picked up some picked up some slack it's actually I mean if money were here he loves talking about this well I the thing I would uh, to play cynic on the Lions and I do like them and I think Matt Stafford is being uh, regularly left out of the MVP uh, conversation and that's wrong because when you're doing it in the fourth quarter the way he yeah. is and that team is I mean it's but the problem of, is is that you I know his numbers you have there, to but. No, it's not that the numbers oh. aren't there. The fact that you're you're constantly being put in this terrible situation right. shows you that for three and a half quarters, then something has been not going it's right. It's the John Elway effect, but I always love the gunslinger. All right, so he's going to take some chances over the course of a game and so get his team behind the, the eight ball. Quarter, if right? I can, if I can offer a theory as to why I think like the Lions have not given up a ton of points lately, but their efficiency metrics look bad, it's that their offense is playing slower than expected. You know, in the yep. preseason, they wanted to play fast and want to get the ball out run a lot of plays but I believe their defense is like bottom five in plays per game run this season or efficiency metrics what I love Freeland yeah. lit up like no one's business too Harmon just, and Freeland well, but, off but talking about I don't even what was it efficiency metrics you have to factor in things like penalties and yeah. you have to factor in and some of that makes things a little muddier I was surprised at the straight number of points per game allowed yes. just because you think I, I that just kind of like I was like, wow, that seems very low compared to what you think of. You think of that back and forth. And you're right. They have slowed the pace down quite a bit, except for in the fourth quarter when they have to play really fast. Yes. But penalties have been kind of a muck, mucking that up, too. That's a good point. All right. I, I'm, I'm back and forth. This is a crazy division. One thing I don't think is the Vikings are going to win it. Uh, well, no. The division I speak of is obviously the I, north I, there. But the, I mean, I'm, I'm full disclosure, Homer. I'm a Lions pessimist. So the I actually thing, think the Saints The other big. thing is, too, about uh, what Drew Brees is doing, another magical season. But those, I mean, for a fan, if you're not, uh, if you play fantasy, but you, you don't really pour over it, the splits of Drew Brees at home and on the road are just the craziest thing you'll ever see. It really, and by the way, as far as that goes, Ben Roethlisberger's home road splits are they're pretty even severe worse, too. I think. Yeah, they're crazy. So you yeah. do want both these guys playing when uh, when they are under center. Freeland doesn't home love home and away splits, just so we're clear. Is that true? I, I, I'm with you too. Yeah. It's, what? It's well. The, well, you one, have to go talk about Gronk really, on really the air. Quick, but I do want to hear really about quick. There, the one thing you have to look at is who they played, because. If you're, if you're, so maybe, you know, the, when you're coming about like, okay, Browns home and away, that's, that evens it out, but not every team has that same Browns home and away this year, right? So you have to look at who they played. You have to look at what day the other team traveled. You have to look at what day they traveled. You have to look at who was available. What were, were, were people injured? Did they, you know, there's so many different things that go into no, it. No, no, I do not have to look <laughs> at any of that. I, I can shoot from the hip all I want, you, sister. You can. Yes. I, 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 you know what? You and your uh, efficiency metrics and all that. You know what Damashek uses? He uses his heart and his gut, and it serves him well. <laughs> the baby is the does the best of all, and That's the right. baby uses gravity. By the way, you you you, you just cite like well, you got to look a little deeper. You just gave us that uh, the Steelers and Giants defenses. Well, the Steelers got got humiliated uh, defensively by the Cowboys. Then they played Scott Tolzien's Colts, and that evened things out, right? Well, yeah. and then the Browns, and they both actually had the Browns. Anyway, so you you have there are some differences, yes. 
but it's it's in it's just interesting. All right, Freeland. Hit the bricks. All right, go. Go go, go talk about Gronk. Go mm. make sense of it. Okay. Uh, Harmon and I – no, we'll round it out from here, oh, I guess. Okay, fine. We well, we'd love to have you fine, back, but I fine, think we'll be all wrapped fine, up by that. Fair, fine with me. Go tell the world about uh, Rob Gronkowski right now. <laughs> Watch her on NFL Fantasy Live. Again, Thursday night football, the pregame with Eisen and all those uh, with all those fellas. And it's then, big time uh, stuff. of course, game day morning, Cynthia Freeland. She's everywhere. If NFL media is uh, talking, Freeland is – If I'm everywhere, show. you're like – um, what is it? Omnipotent? Omnipresent. Omnipresent. And I'm nowhere. Ubiquitous. Thank you. Right. Damashek. Like Damashek seeks ubiquity. <laughs> Lovely. Your baby. Call your dog. Call your dog your baby. I didn't. I know you didn't, but now I'm going to say that you did for Great. forever. All right, let's Slander. get to it, Emma VP. Let's do uh, two more Red Challenge flag games. I'll have to pick up the Red Challenge flag myself here if need be. Let's get to the Rams and the Patriots. We could be quick on this. We just want to hear your menu read. We have our Rams versus Patriots barbecue sandwich. Stop by our snack bar, Kevius, for a Brian Quick bite of our barbecue Kenny Britskit and Greg Zorloin steak st sandwich <laughs> served on a cunning hamburger bun with a side of Devin McCorney bread. Note. It may not be juicy when the Rams fail to devour our AFC beast, but you can always take comfort in knowing you have eight and eight. I don't know that we have to spend a lot of time on this one. Tom Brady, as of this recording, is questionable. We just found out we're out of Gronk also. Oh, yeah, we're out of Gronk. We do know Gronk won't True. be out there, and that's, you know, uh, not just this week, but going forward, as long as Gronk is out, as we talked about, a significant absence um, – as big an absence, I think, as any NFL team will have yes. the rest of the way, save a quarterback. Um, this week, though, the Rams are a mess all of a sudden. All sorts of off-the-field controversy with Jeff Fisher right. and Eric Dickerson. Seem a little little, uh, little tenuous situation there with the Rams. I, I'm going the Patriots, obviously, you know, even with or, with or without Gronk. I think that this is a, a big game for – Do like, I throw the red challenge flag? No, I do not. I'm all right, not I forgot take I'm supposed Jared to just Goff. say the That's say fine. The pick. That's fine. Go ahead, please. Sometimes it's just two of us. But I think that the this is a good game for LeGarrette Blunt. I think they use him to really slow down that pass rush of the Rams. And, you know, I think that they've got plenty of quick passing game players that they want to get the ball out to in a hurry, and that's Malcolm Mitchell, Julian Edelman, maybe not Chris Hogan, who's more of a downfield threat, but I think they put up points in the Rams and I don't think Jared Goff, a rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick, get out of here. I'm with you 100%. The name uh, that uh, that you didn't mention there is Deion Lewis. I think he's yes. the guy. I, I don't think this is as much a LeGarrette Blunt game, especially without Gronk. I, I mean, I'm I'm skeptical of what they're going to be able to do pounding the ball. They're not going to play that power ball, I don't think, without uh, without Gronk out there. He is a major component. That's not. This isn't a great offensive line they have, but Gronk True. and Marty Bennett make them a, a good power running team. Um, I think Deion Lewis is, is, is how you slow the pass rush there. That's a good point. Um, so I think he'll have a, a, a good one there. I don't know. I could see the Patriots not putting up a big number in this game. I think they're going to survive it, of course. Um, like they put up about 21 to 24 points, but it's cl like clear throughout, the almost like the San Francisco game. Like It was clear throughout the way they were going to win that game, but they didn't blow them out of the water. I, you know what? The, uh, by the way, Cynthia took uh, the Patriots as well. You know, I look at that and include that in with the performance against the Jets. You can write it off. You can ascribe the Patriots' performance last week to the Jets always play them tough. But the Niners played them tough, too. I know that the, uh, at least through 30 minutes. Uh, it wasn't like that was a blow. I, the final score showed it, and Brady makes a couple of special plays there in the rain that uh, that put it out of reach. But 
I, you know, I keep saying it. I, you know, 39-year-old Brady, when they go, the thing that you don't know is, but when the NFL player goes, it goes, goes fast. It that is not a slow decline. A little bit of Dan Hansis's slight regression theory here on, on Tom Brady this year, but you know, this is a lot of what happened with the Patriots last season, and you just push it back four weeks because obviously Brady missed the four weeks this time. But remember, they started out hot in September last year. They faded down the stretch. I mean, they, they I think they lost to the Dolphins in Week 17 last year, still went into the playoffs, but then they really couldn't hold their salt with the Broncos much at all in that playoff game. And you got to wonder if this is the same sort of situation we're seeing play out a year later. I'm getting – closer and closer to making it official and the world will shake when I make the announcement I'm getting close to saying the Patriots are not going to Super Bowl 51 I've been saying that consistently all year I think I might be with you unless team MVP Malcolm Mitchell takes him there well I'll you know what but you I credit to Harmon you have been talking about Malcolm Mitchell since uh since August and you predicted a breakout for him but they now they need him because they need to be able to just straight out shoot it out with teams yep. in uh, they're going to need to be able to do that in at least one playoff game it's going to come up that they're going to have to d- just uh outscore you they end up with facing the Steelers if they get in there that's it they'll need to score the Raiders is a, a, a possibility there I'll tell you what this is the craziest of all I could absolutely see with the way the Dolphins are playing now the the asterisk is is Ryan Tannehill and at whether or not he could deal with the January pressure but I do think that that t- I think Jay Ajay and company if that offensive line I think they could go in there and grind uh, the Patriots yeah I, I think I think that's absolutely true I think I just I think they're very vulnerable and Rex Ryan also likes to play those Patriots oh yeah that, if the Bills get into the postseason as well I don't think uh, I, I'm nervous for the Patriots all right last one. Texans-Packers, tell us about it. We have our Texans versus Packers hot dog. A ballpark must. Get yourself our third and long DeAndre hot dog made of Wisconsin-style brockwurst, wrapped up in green bacon and served on Fuller's Mm. droppy seed bun. (laughs) Topped in Lambeau wind chili and Julia's jalapeno peppers, return your palate to the neutral zone by downing 16 pounces of Jadavian brownie ale. Jadavian brownie ale is great. Shot at Will Fuller. Will Fuller's droppy seed bun. Yeah, that was yep. pretty, that was good. Thank that was you. the best one. Texans, Packers, Harmon, choose. I am going to go Packers here. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I uh, what am I going to do? Not pick the Packers here after uh, the way we started the show. I mean, the Texans. How can you have any confidence in in picking them? Right Who's now? winning that division? The uh, AFC South. <sighs> Titans, Colts. I. Uh... I have no idea. That's a good question. I think it's going to end up being the Colts, but I don't like that. I, or the, I mean, it could easily be the Texans. I don't think the Titans get it. Unfortunately, I think they're just they they put themselves in too much of a hole to get out of. Uh, but I, I I think that the the Colts or Texans end up getting it. But I think either one of those teams gets whacked quickly. Um. Yeah, it's hard to. Well, you know, you throw Andrew Luck into the playoffs. He's had mild playoff success at least if i can he, see again talk about shooting it out with the with teams you know if you get him in there you, you you have one of those high-end qbs that can put up huge numbers in 60 minutes they give you at least a chance if, if over the last month their offense really starts to click then i could see it happening but they haven't really like you know dante moncrief ty hilton they haven't right. been on the, the same field very much this year at all uh frank gore has played well and you know i think they need to get jack doyle back involved so if they if those guys all start to come together at the same time i think they could be a dangerous team in the postseason but until we see it it's hard to have any like confidence all right that's it for us do you, who are you rooting for eric dickerson or uh jeff fisher here? 
I always root against Jeff Fisher. Well, actually, that's not that might not be true because I think the NFL is better with Jeff Fisher in it because he is a character. Maybe you know, coaching wise, who knows? But he's certainly a character. It's all very weird stuff. It's all very weird. It, it really is strange, and the and the Rams can't really go back at Eric Dickerson because it's a bad look in Los Angeles to say. To, to to bash a guy who is locally in Los Angeles more supported than and the team that just certainly. returned, so it's a so it, it really puts him in a tough spot. Except that I will say what the Rams should say, or what they could say is like, "Hey, if you love the LA Rams so much, then why did you force your way out of here uh, yeah. back in uh, 1987?" Just to be clear, I don't find Eric Dickerson to be much of a sympathetic figure in this. In I know this situation. that's that's, like, that's that's the yeah. point. Uh, Emma VP, we got to do. Oh, Emma VP wants to do the treat. All right, let's round it up with a little oh, treat right. for you before week 13, everybody. All right, so your treat is a Panthers versus Seahawks souvenir helmet Sunday. Oh, I always loved those. They're good. Yeah, I like. I saved all those. I have the football helmets and the baseball helmet ones. Dairy good Queen stuff. and beyond. Go ahead. All right, clink your glasses to toast Carol's quest to lock it up the division with an ice cream Sunday night treat served in a Jonathan souvenir helmet, ah. rainbow Jimmy's Graham, Cassius marshmallows, and chocolate Graham ganache. Plus, we promise you'll be blown away by all the defensive goodies that fit under our Seattle salary ball cap. I like it. I like the uh, – I, I, I really enjoyed the um, uh, the Graham ganache is very good, but I also liked uh, – where is it? Uh, the Jonathan uh, the Jonathan Stuvenier. Thank very you, Well Shep. done, MVP. Very well done. Um, all right, uh, pick that one. Panthers, Seahawks. I'm going Seattle. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to take the Seahawks, too. Here's the interesting thing about projecting this game. These teams have seen a lot of each other of late. And if you look back at the first three meetings of late, 16 to 12, 12 to 7, 13 to 9. But lately, that game has completely flipped on its course, 31 to 17, 27 to 23. 31 to 24. These games have been high scoring shootouts, and I war- I'm really curious to see how this one ends up coming out. Like, because th- both these teams have offensive questions, especially along the offensive line. Seattle has a high five center. points in Tampa Bay. That was Un- atrocious. Un- un- unbelievable. And Carolina, not much better, especially on the pass protection. I line. hear you. The Seahawks need a bounce back here, mm-hmm. or else I'm going to have to start uh, being skeptical of them, too. And you don't want that, Seattle. No, you don't. All right, I have to go make water, or else we could continue to, to speak I here. I got to but- eat. So we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, good work, Emma VP. Nay, great work, Ryan Bartlett, JD, everybody behind the glass there. Cynthia Freeland and Matt Harmon. Check out all his work, NFL Fantasy Live, the podcast, and the great pages, NFL.com. The Fantasy Hipsters even have their own URL. Um, and Cynthia Freeland, like we say, game day morning. Speaking of game day morning, look out for your old pal Dave. He'll be on there as well talking about Eli and Big Ben. We'll be back after week 13 in front of week 14 to help you figure out what's going to happen then. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh. 
green irish shop now at a store near you managing your diabetes just got easier the powerful new dexcom g7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks and because dexcom g7 is the most accurate cgm system you can be confident in your food exercise and medication decisions and all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower a1c get started at dexcom.com dexcom data on file 2023 if your glucose alerts and readings from the g7 do not match symptoms or expectations use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions for a list of compatible devices visit dexcom.com slash compatibility are you still searching for your perfect place to call home well now is the time to buy at fisher homes if you're looking to move in before the end of 2024 may could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end if you're hoping to move in even sooner fisher homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.